0: Well, welcome back to Three, Two, One grow This is a podcast for everyday leaders and entrepreneurs who are choosing to live their lives out loud and do it in community together. As we get started this morning, I like to start with a little music. Remember, this is a podcast while I'm driving. Both hands are on the wheel, but uh, I want to start with a song this morning. This is Torn Wells, and this is Known. Let's listen a little bit this morning as we get our minds and our hearts right for the day. Can I find the reasons why giving me so much I'm fully known full and that's why you won't let go or you won't let go no matter what I do I probably say this all the time, but that's another one of my favorite songs. Uh to be fully known and loved by God. Uh I say this all the time, you guys will get used to this. I am a man of faith. God radically changed my life at 25 years of age. Uh, and I have never been the same since. Didn't grow up in the church. The church was never a part of my journey, uh, really, at all. Uh, we weren't even a C and e Christmas and Easter Christian um, at all. We were just, uh, there was a Bible that got dust on the side of the table in our home, good good mom, amazing grandmother, you know, but just a knowledge of faith, a knowledge of Christ was not a part of my life till I met uh, my wife, my now wife. It's that story I tell you, you know, as I chased her to Texas. So anyway, so I like to start our podcast off with a little bit of music I'm listening to in the morning on my drive-in. Today is a dreary, rainy, overcast day, so I definitely have both hands on the wheel today. Uh, But I'm excited to share with you an opportunity if you guys are listening. uh, We just opened up a Facebook group called 321 Grow. You could be one of the first to to jump on that group. Our hope is that that group becomes our community where we share these podcasts, we share thoughts, we share stories, we encourage one another, we take this relationship uh, a little bit away from the one-sidedness, right, of me sharing with you and, and us sharing together. You'll find all the podcasts on there. Uh, if you'll go in and, and ask to join that group, 321 grow. I'd love to get you connected there on Facebook and begin to build that community where we can actually dialogue together, get to know each other a little bit together, hold each other's arms up, share stories, sharpen each other uh, on our journey together in life with uh, family, our faith, and, and our, our work. That, that also kind of ties into what I wanted to share with you today in this podcast. I I, I believe this. I believe that, in, and I'll say this from a faith perspective, the kingdom of God is defined by our relationships, right? And, and let me take out the faith side of it and just say to you that I believe our destiny, our future, um, is defined by the relationships that we have, past, present, and future. I believe relationships define our destinies. But here's another thing I know about relationships. The more time we spend in those relationships, the more time we actually truly get to know each other more than just a like here or a friend request there, but really um, get to know each other, we get to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, and and that was really a message that was put on my heart early in my journey and in my walk of faith. Uh, that was really the call to ministry I had. Was this sense that God had put on me that, um, you know, His His kingdom is built on relationships. The more we spend time in relationships, the more we see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the truth is, when we get to the ugly, most of us are really good at leaving or breaking um, or uh, dividing relationships. When we get to that ugly, we're good at leaving. And I really felt like the Lord had put on my heart early on as I was just trying to figure this whole thing out and get myself off the throne and not see myself as the center of the universe. That he was saying, I want to teach you how to love uh, through relationships, through the ugly, right? That um, that's really where life happens is in how we love through the challenges and not leave. You know, over fifty percent of marriages today end in divorce. <clears throat> there's so many people not getting married these days that are that are choosing to live with each other. And if that's you, that's I'm, I'm not judging that. I'm just saying relationships have become so difficult and so complicated uh, and so microwaved that um, <clears throat> we see them as commodities that can be kind of traded in for the next newest greatest relationship. And, and in a lot of ways, in What I've done in coaching and ministry and leadership development, that's where a lot of our woundedness and our brokenness has come from, is from broken, wounded, damaged relationships. And the inability, lack of knowledge, lack of experience of how to go through those well. Uh, I do a whole training and teaching for companies and organizations and and individuals on, on conflict management and conflict resolution, right? Conflict is going to happen. The issue is not conflict. The issue is how we through conflict, how we manage conflict, how we learn and grow through conflict. And so I wanted to share a thought with you today. How many of you have ever played Red Rover? When you were a kid, maybe kids today, maybe if you're younger, you're like, you don't know what that is. But there was a game, I'm aging myself again, that we would play in school. It wouldn't be something we'd go home and play with our friends, but in school, they would line us up in two lines across from each other and we would hold hands and we would play this game called Red Rover and one team would shout out to the other team, Red Rover, Red Rover, let so-and-so come over and we'd shout out a name. And we'd usually try to pick the smallest, most frail, the weakest person on that other team because their job was to run as fast as they could, as hard as they could and try to break through our line and break through our hands that are being held. Uh, If they broke through the line, they got to take one of us back to their side But if we stop them from breaking through the line, they became part of our team. And so it would go back and forth uh, with this idea of playing Red Rover. You know, Red Rover is all about connections. It's this idea of holding hands. And when we hold hands together, we are connected. There's a bond there. You think about relationships, our first relationship, our first date um, with someone that we liked when we were young. What was our first step, right, is how do we get to hold their hand. And we would walk and hang our hands next to each other and I would work my hand till it rubbed the back of the person's hand, that girl's hand that I like, kind of accidentally but not accidentally touched her hand, hoping that that would trigger a response to where she would grab my hand and I would grab her hand. And that uh, that feeling of that first time of holding hands signifying we're connected, we're together. Uh, it was a powerful moment, right? Holding hands is... Is a simple but intimate act of saying, I'm with you, and you're with me. When we hold hands, we are making a statement of connection. But I think there's something greater than holding hands that really we're all after. It's that idea of moving from holding hands to locking arms. Play that same game, Red Rover, but play that game by locking your arms. What's the chance of someone breaking through locked arms? Very, very slim, uh, not very likely at all. I don't know if you guys can hear it, the rain is picking up this morning, the traffic is slowing down, so hopefully you can hear me okay, our little background music of the rain hitting the roof of the car, kind of real life, right, just living living life out loud as we go, uncut, unscripted, and unedited, so that, here you have it. Uh, but that idea of locking arms, it's, it's a greater strength. It's a greater commitment. Think about marriages. When a dad is walking his daughter down the aisle, they're not holding hands. They're locking arms. There's a bond that's greater than hand-holding that he is saying, this is my daughter and, and I am protecting her. And the, the, the guy would always hold out his arm for the girl. right? And she would then wrap her arm around the guy's arm. And that would be a sign of strength. He would lock it in and he would have her. She wasn't going anywhere. Until he walked up to the end of the aisle at the wedding and he released her and what would happen? The guy, the bride, um, the bridegroom would reach out, not his hand, but his arm that she might unlock from her father's arm and re-engage and lock to her future husband's arm. Symbolizing more than just a connection, but a commitment. A greater bond, right? Every commitment of relationship begins with a connection. One of the trainings I'm doing, in fact, I'm doing a a live uh, Zoom training, a lunch and learn on communication, right? And really, John Maxwell says this all the time, communication is about connecting, right? At its basic level, everyone communicates in order to connect. And so every commitment begins with a connection, but to become unbreakable, to be able to survive through not only the good, the bad, and the ugly, we've got to become one with that relationship. By that, I mean we need to have a commitment that says, no matter what, I'm with you. No matter what, we're locked arms together. We'll work through it. We'll get through it. We'll talk through it. We'll wrestle through it. We'll disagree through it, but we will move through it because that's a commitment we have together. When we lock arms, there's a few things I I think about. One, we're saying that we value relationship over rulership. When we're locking arms, we're saying relationship is key. When we lock arms, we're thinking we, excuse me, we, not me. When we lock arms, we're crossing lines, not drawing lines. Right? We're meeting people where they are. You don't, you don't lock arms by inviting people to you. You meet people where they are. You go to them. You, you make a commitment to be in their world as they make a commitment to be in your world. We cross lines. We don't draw lines. When we lock arms, we look to build people, not walls. Right? We're building unity. We're building up those people around us. We're making them stronger. I say this all the time. I believe that we are stronger together than we are apart. And the last thing I would say when we lock arms is, we are asking who, not what. We're, we're, we're not qualifying our relationships. We, who can I lock arms with? Not what am I locking arms with? It's not a thing or an objective or an opportunity that I'm locking arms with. It's a person that I'm locking arms with. It's it's a life that I am engaging with. Whether it's marriage, or friendship, or family, or or work, uh, whatever the relationship is, we are in relationships everywhere. And we are choosing what level of relationship we want to engage. Whether we are side by side, holding hands, or locking arms. It's easier when we're side by side because it's easier to let go, to move away, to disengage, to break relationship. It's a little bit harder when you are holding hands, right? Because you've made a commitment. The other person knows you're there. You've made a connection. And to break that connection, that other person will know that that connection has been broken, right? So it's a little bit harder. Locking arms, it's a whole other level of commitment. And it's not as easy to get out of that relationship. You have to work through the difficulties, and the challenges. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So from my faith perspective, it's important that I lock arms with people and individuals, that I show my commitment, that I'm committed to work through, through the good, the bad, and the ugly. But it's also as a person of faith, I don't just lock arms with that person, I have locked my arms with, with my Savior, with Christ, and He is the one who gives me strength. Again, this isn't a faith podcast directly, but it's who I am, whether you agree with that, or you've locked into that, or that's where you are or not, that's okay, but I know that we all uh, need to lock arms with something greater than ourselves something who has our best interest in mind, something that is for us and not against us, something something in someone that knows us at a created level, our good, the bad, and the ugly of our lives, and they've chosen to never leave us or forsake us. And, and that is my relationship with my Lord and my relationship with my wife because we're both committed to that relationship first. So anyways, if, if that's not where you're at, that's okay, but I encourage you, where are you in relationships? Where are the relationships that you're just walking side by side and haven't made that connection? Where do you need to make a greater connection and grab a hand? Where are those relationships you've been holding hands but you know it's time to lock arms? To get to where you want to go, you're going to need to find a few people to lock arms with, to be vulnerable with, to risk with, and to grow with. And so, My encouragement to you today from from this podcast and this message from 321 Grow, it's all about community. This is a place where right now we're walking side by side, but as you get more involved, as you jump into the 321 Grow group on Facebook, we move from walking side by side to holding hands, and as we develop those relationships and sow into each other's lives, we begin to move into that place of locking arms. I want to encourage you to risk locking arms with some people. And to ride through those relationships, through the good, the bad, and the ugly. So as we close out, I just want to close out with a little Phil Wickham. Uh, This is Till I Found You, and then I'm going to wrap it up. You know, the risk is one of these times, I'm going to start playing one of these songs, and I'm just going to let that be the podcast, right? You know, it, there's this thing about how I start my day, and I, I really try to start my day um, with a devotion, a time of prayer, a time of focus, uh, a time of, of just really energizing myself, feeding myself with things that are going to feed my spirit and feed my soul. And, and refresh my mind as I start my day and, and so music is one way that I do that well my friends thanks for joining me today thanks for sharing your time with me today thanks for choosing to be a part of the 321 Grow community this is a podcast of everyday entrepreneurs and leaders who are choosing to live life out loud to be real together in community together I, I hope that these are adding value to you as I say at the end of every podcast I'm believing that your best is yet to come I believe that there is more for your life, no matter how successful or how challenged you are in life right now. The one who created you, who knit you together in your mother's womb, who has a future, a destiny, and a hope for your life, says that there is more, more impact, more influence, uh, more significance that you were created for. Whether you believe it or not, I believe it for you because I believe in the one who created you. And so until next time, uh, this is Rick Torson with 321 Grow signing off and saying, God bless you. I look forward to talking to you again.